Talk Radio 77 WABC. 77 WABC. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends. Morning with Curtis Sliwa always brings out the best disco. This is a great song at 7:09. Just so you know, I got a lot of texts and messages about that first hour. People love the first hour, and I'll be honest with you. Me, Danielle, and Gabe walked inside my house after the Gravesend red carpet premiere last night at 12:05 a.m. And my alarm went off this morning at 3:17 a.m. I barely got three hours of sleep, and you love the first hour, so that uh, that's good news. <laughs> we were in the car on the way home last night, and they're like, you're going to be all right, Dad? Be all right? I'm like, I'll be fine. So we put this time aside every weekday morning because he's great. He gets huge ratings, noon to one, every weekday afternoon. Also big, big ratings, overnights on the weekends. But his best work is right here, 7.05 every weekday morning. People love Curtis Sliwa on this show. And while we've got a big show ahead and a couple of good guests coming up this hour, both Andrew Giuliani and Artie Idala. nobody better than Curtis. And he says to me when he walks in, not one. There's no days he breaks stories on this show often. I'm not going to break one story today. I'm going to break two of them. So with that said, I'm really excited. Here he is, the icon, the legend, Curtis Sliwa. This is Disco Friday. I want to thank uh, my gorgeous wife, Nancy. She picked that Tavares Disco Classic. She picked it? Yes. Now, Tavares also sang, great job, Nancy, who's in the newsroom right now. They also sang More Than a Woman. That's right. With the Bee Gees in That's that right. And they're yeah. from Providence, Rhode Island. Tavares, all family members. But let's get down to business. Like Jack Newfield, remember in that uh, in the uh, movie with DiCaprio, uh, you guys okay? <laughs> I got to get back to business. Yeah. All right, number one, breaking news. You just had an excellent conversation with Judge Grasso, a man of honor, uh, although he didn't take my political advice, no problem. You mentioned two men. You said Judge Grasso, Dove Hyken. I've tried to convince them that they need to become Republicans. I told you to get Dove Hyken on because he would announce on your show, but... You didn't you didn't heed my advice. No, I did. I reached out to Dove Hyken two days ago, and for the first time in the twenty years I've known Dove Hyken, he said, I'm busy, I can't do it today. Well can we do it tomorrow? Sorry. Uh that was uh premature ejaculation on your part. <laughs> you blew it. Uh you would have had the special. You keep mentioning Dove Hyken, the Democrat. He came before the Ronald Reagan Republican Club in Astoria, a packed house, mostly moderate Democrats. And he had announced his conversion. No way. Not no to, way. Not to uh, a Jew for Jesus. Hell, heaven, Sir Betsy, no. He would have impaled himself with a menorah. His entire family, including Dove, are now registered Republicans. No way. Breaking news. 
with Curtis Sleep. No, all kidding aside, that's a huge story. Exactly. And that's not the biggest one yet. You're this, get guy, this, this guy spent four decades as one of the great assemblymen there in Borough Park in the history of Brooklyn as a Democrat. And he's all over Trump these days. He, he's not a Trump guy. I am. I love Donald Trump. Love him to death. And you're telling me that Dove Hyken has actually done that now? Because we're warriors in solidarity. What did I tell you? That he made me cry the day yes. he came before he the yeah. Astoria Ronald Reagan Republican Club. His story about Auschwitz, his family, speaking about that, and the vile, despicable Eric Adams, who talked about this Holocaust survivor in Washington Heights, 86-year-old Jewish woman, Equating her to being a plantation owner and a slave owner, he better apologize because you know Dove Hyken, who's one tough Jew, would be in his face. Now, our own Rabbi Joe Potashnik, that you can hear Sundays with the Reverend A.R. Bernard, recently announced that he's part of the first ever advisory board of Jewish leaders for Eric Adams, right? What does that mean? You saw the press release. I saw that. It's what exactly does it mean? what Dove Hyken said. It means nothing. <laughs> nothing. If, if, Eric Adams does not apologize to this Holocaust survivor, this which Jewish woman. Which he won't do. Then Rabbi Joe should resign what? from this advisory <laughs> board of Jewish markers. Well, wait a second, though. He gets very good ratings at 7 o'clock before John Katsimatidis yeah, on Sundays. Yeah, but he never talks about these things. You he know? never talks about these things. <laughs> yeah. I want to force the issue. You can't attack so, a Jew let, like let, that. Let, let, let's do this again. So Mayor Eric Adams, and by the way, I did ask for his apology as well earlier in the program. So you've uh, pretty much repeated what I said. We're in agreement. He needs to apologize to this woman. But you've taken it a step further. Rabbi Joe Potashnik, part of a very popular 7 a.m. Sunday morning show on this station. If, in fact, Adams does not apologize, should what resign from the rabbi? He shouldn't be a rabbi anymore? No, no, no. no. Should advise, uh, should resign from this new advisory board. <laughs> First ever, Eric Adams announced, of Jewish mockers, 40 of them. <laughs> Remember what Dove said? These committees are meaningless. They bring all the Jews together, they have their gefilte fish, and then they go home. It's true. Rabbi Joe, you're listening now. If the mayor does not apologize to a Holocaust survivor, you, as an act of protest, I'm not asking you to light yourself up on fire, pour yeah. gasoline yeah. on yourself in yeah. front of City Hall. Resign. Well, on a more uh, important note, and that's funny, and he should, you're right, but you heard me last hour. I tried to befriend the guy, uh, and we were friendly. We really were. It wasn't a made-up thing for the air to get ratings, but now this is happening way too often that was really despicable yesterday. And it's not because, yes, I love you more. Yes, I'm going to go out there and fight for you to be mayor next time. has nothing to do with that. It has gotten to the point with this mayor where it is so disgusting, the constant attacks on white people. Uh, he's done the Jew thing now more than once. We know already he has history with Farrakhan. So I think it's time for the smiling mayor and all of his buddies, some of who we work with, to stop lying. And go to Eric look, Adams and say, listen, look, what you do, what you say is wrong. There's no excuse. There's no defending Sid, it. It's Sid, gross. Sid, you're a cracker. I'm a cracker. The Corones are crackers. You heard him say that. All the brave, honorable white men and women that he served with in the police department said, I kick those crackers' ass every day. He did say that. That is in the marrow of his bone. That's in his DNA. You're not going to change it. But. Speaking of Eric Adams, 
What a great focus group you had last night with the premiere for Gravesend. Oh, so good. A year ago, half that crowd would have shot me. The other half of the crowd would have said, I wouldn't give a nickel, diamond, penny for him to run against Eric Adams. That's all true. How that has totally changed. They love you. I got it. I'm not going to name any names. I am not. But there were a couple of guys that came up to me last night who were not actors. Let's leave it at that. Yes. <laughs> they were there for a mob show. They want, And they're like, I got to tell you. I'm warming up to Curtis. Yes, yes. Oh, it made me so happy, and Curtis. I, and I'm going to do you a solid. I'm approaching Martin Scorsese, who is their god, right? He's done more mob films, great mob films than oh. anybody in life. It's like Rudy having prosecuted more mobsters. I am approaching him, and I'm going to say, you know, Martin, you can't leave this plane because you left us all confused with the ending of Mean Street. 50 years ago, what Mean Street. What a great movie. 73, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Michael shoots Johnny Boy in the neck. That's De Niro. Johnny Boy is screaming in agony, and it's like the, the last episode of The Sopranos. It went black. What the hell happened? I want the sequel, and I'm going to say to Martin Scorsese, I not only want the sequel... I demand the sequel, and the vicious loan shark this time should be our own Sid Rosenberg. <laughs> the sequel. Well, that was never made. No, never made. And uh, Carrie Lake did describe me when she met me a couple of days ago in studio as a hitman. I'm going to say this at the risk of sounding more douchey and arrogant than usual, because I know I'm a dick. But I, um, I watched the first two episodes with about 200 people in the audience last night. They were all there, Curtis. Chaz Palman, Terry, Andrew Dice Clay, Armand DeSante, really distinguished big-time guys, all of them, William DeMeo. And uh, to a man, when it was over, the first two episodes, they all walked up to me and said, Wow! You could really act. There's one scene with me and Dice on a tennis court in Boca Raton, episode two. That is one of the greatest. I don't care if you're talking about Sopranos, Mean Streets, Goodfellas. One of the funniest and best scenes you'll look, ever see. Dice really owned it, but I played a pretty good part look, there. Look, you're so too, you're going to love it, Curtis. You're going to love it. Two Jews from uh, Brooklyn, yes. both who wanted to be Italians. In the sixth borough of the city so of New true. York, Boca Raton. So true. In fact, I met Vic DiBetto's uh, uh, agent last night, this guy Russ, and he asked me about Pips and Dice. Lived on Nostrand the North. right across from Lundy's, the comedy Correct. shop. Edmonds Avenue, Sheepshead right. Bay. Right, uh, Dice was Andrew Silverstein, Nostrand and R. I was Sidney Rosenberg, East 22nd and Quentin. Both of us performed at Pips. I was awful. He's going to have to become a genius. By the way, and then the schmuck, the putz, Chuck E. Cheese Schumer, he grew up on Avenue R. His father yeah. was an exterminator. Yeah. He said, Chuck, I want you to follow in my footsteps. He said, I'll exterminate my enemies in <laughs> yeah. politics. And now the second He went biggest. to Madison, by the way. Uh, so did Bernie yes, Sanders yes. and my cousin Norm Coleman. Yes, yes. And uh, so, did, uh, so did Dice. Dice. That's right. Yes. Meantime now, the ultimate big news. So we already had one major announcement, Dove Hiking, no longer a Democrat. That is a much bigger story than you're leading on to. That's huge. That's absolutely. Now you got a bigger story? Much bigger. As you know, I'm at war with Mike Rendino, the crooked Republican county leader in the Bronx. Of him. Who uh, ran his sister for city council and whose brother-in-law is the commissioner of the board of elections. So you know the fix is in. We now go into the second round of that 13th city council district race where his sister, Chrissy, leading by 48 percent, my candidate, George Haranak, 44 percent, and Samantha, who's been in with you, you endorse 8 percent. It's ranked choice voting. You know nobody on Samantha's uh, uh, ballot was going to write in Chrissy. No. 
So obviously George will win, except there are 200 absentee ballots, 200 absentee ballots. And each of the campaigns are entitled to have a poll watcher watch them open up the absentee ballots. You know, this goes back to Roger Stone. Remember 2000? The whole world is watching. By the way, extra hour Roger Stone is getting Sunday. Rudy Giuliani, 2 o'clock, he'll have on Trump. Roger Stone, 3 to 5. But remember when he said the whole world is watching the the hanging checks? Andrew Giuliani, not Rudy. I'm sorry. And and Roger Stone will join me on Wednesday. He's doing a great job. But, yes, they stopped watching the the Trump, the pollsters. So every campaign has to be told, hey, you can have a representative come in. We have the absentee ballots. We have the military ballots. And you watch us. You can't look at them. You can't scrutinize them. But you can watch them or us open up the ballots. We were never informed of that. Never. Not Samantha's team. Not George's team. So who did I call up? Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani will now be representing the George Havernack campaign. No. And Samantha to make sure that we get to see these wow. absentee ballots. Now, this That's is how huge. they steal elections. That is That's huge. how they steal elections, Sid Rosenberg. We're not playing around. <laughs> we go to the very best. Rudy yes. Giuliani said, of course, you're entitled to have somebody in there. You can't interfere. You can't say, oh, I object to that. Oh, I inspect the face of the ballot. No, you can't do that. But you have the right, and it's up to the Board of Elections in the Bronx to have informed both camps since we're going into ranked choice now. The election has not been decided. And guess what? They never informed anybody because the Democrats and Republicans want to keep it that way. You see, Mike Grandino's sister's going to lose. She can't win. And the Democrats know that. You scratch my belly, I scratch yours. And then Mike Grandino can put his beak in the trough and make more money. And by the way, next week when you come back, guess who introduced him to a crowd in Nassau County to lobby for the casino there? Bruce Blakeman, county executive. And Randino said in front of the crowd, I am like you. I am a resident of Nassau <laughs> County. Oh, my God. He said that? Yes, he did. Oh, my God. We got this wow. guy every which way. Hey, Mike Randino, it ain't over. And we got Rudy Giuliani to make sure this election is fair and square. Those are two major announcements. Dove Hiken, now a Republican. Rudy Giuliani, once again, going to show his medal. But in the last 30 seconds, today is Commissioner Keyshawn Sewell's last day. Curtis Lee gun to the head. Who's the next NYPD commissioner? Oh, right now, Jessica Tish passed the great Poupon. But Sid, you, me, Brian Kilmeade, and everyone of goodwill have got to stop that in its tracks. Hey, look, Eddie Caban is the best. He's entitled to it. He would be the first Latino police commissioner. But Jessica Tish, hey, Jeeves, could you get the stretch limo? I live on Park Avenue, not in Brooklyn or the Bronx, you know, where people are busting their shoes. But, oh, get, uh, Teterboro, New Jersey, yeah, I need to go to Palm Beach. Let's fly that <laughs> private jet. What do you mean, police commissioner? And Peter King, it's time to finally jump off of the Eric Adams crazy train. Come on, Peter King. This guy is a hater of Jews and anyone white. Because Peter King, ultimately, you're just a cracker like the rest of us.